In this episode, Get to Know Your Game Store, we interview Tim Morgan from Around the Table Games in Linwood, and later our game review of Mountains of Madness by Doug and Kelly with Geek's Tabletop Game Review, and David Girard talks about his new game, Tyler Sigmund's Crows, coming soon to Kickstarter. Roll the dice. Hey, nerds! It's Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Exclusive tabletop game podcast for the uh, Pacific Northwest. All levels of gamers. Analog gaming. Tabletop news. Dungeons and Dragons. Stupid, mindless, bad. There will definitely be some bet. That's probably our best. Lot that, that's, 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 our, that's our best feature. You are listening to the Geeks of Cascadia podcast, featuring Steve Hobbs, Paul Anderson, and Joe Costa. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. This part of the episode is brought to you by Games Plus. From board games to role-playing games to miniatures, we have something for the whole family. Come to Games Plus in Lake Stevens, Washington. Now, back to our show. Hey, geeks! Welcome to Geeks of Cascadia, episode 11! Oh my goodness, we made it past 10. Isn't that amazing? We're still here! Making that big podcast money. Yeah. But I'm mm. your host, Blue Samurai, and with me is... The Costasaurus. And then, of course, we have... Still just Paul. And <laughs> we are your podcast into the world tabletop gaming and news conventions and developers and people that sell the games and artists and this and that and everything. I'm thinking of calling myself Durango from now on. What do you guys think? Ooh, I like it. That's got some <laughs> attitude to it. Yeah. 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 All right. I think you could pull it off. You know, I, I don't know. I'm not sure I'm tough enough. You'd sure. have to. You'd have to record without a shirt on, though. Like, okay. Well, have I could to do that. that. It's up breezy a back bit. here. Yeah. <laughs> and listeners, if you like that, email us at geeksofcascadia <laughs> at gmail.com. If you like the thought of how Paul got his shirt on. Being yes. calling himself Durango. He's only in the third person. I love Durango it. likes not wearing a shirt. <laughs> Beautiful. I like it. Beautiful. And uh, we've got a full podcast today. we got some great interviews. We Paul, do. what do we got? Well, we got um, Tim Morgan from... Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Durango. What do you got? Oh, Durango. Durango, say. We have Tim Morgan from Around the Table Game Pub in Linwood. We have Mountains of Madness, reviewed by Kelly and Doug at Games Plus in Lake Stevens, Washington. And from, uh, what is his name? <laughs> his name's story? David Gerard. David Gerard. Junk Spirit Games. Yes, and oh. he's got his uh, new game coming out on Kickstarter called Crows. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, it's called, uh, oh no, I forgot the name. It's called Crows, isn't it? It's Crows, but it's also, there's the name of the person and the crows. Holy cow! Don't worry, you're gonna listen. You're gonna hear it on the podcast. I just know it's not sitting here. Um, and Joe, what do we got going for con news? Yes. So in just a couple weeks, we have Geek Girl Con. That's going to be September 30th through October 1st. And it's just a Saturday and Sunday. That is at the Washington State Convention Center in Seattle, Washington. Tickets are still on sale, or they should still be on sale by the time this comes out. Two day pass will be fifty five dollars, or a one day pass will be. $40. Kids ages 6 to 12, 10, and anybody under the age of 6 is free. And then after that, we have OrcaCon. OrcaCon. Which we're relatively familiar with. And OrcaCon will be this year. Well, not this year, sorry. It's this January <laughs> 12th through 14th, <laughs> the year of 2018. So that is a going to be three days, a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That is Martin Luther King Jr. weekend. So some of you listeners out there that get that Monday off, it's a good day to just sleep 
all day and recoup from your gaming all weekend. Um, tickets are currently at $55 for all weekend at OrcaCon. So, guys, what's been going on with you? What nerdy stuff have you been doing? Well, I'm about to level up to 6th level Warlock. I need to choose a spell. That's about all I get at 6th level, so it's not as fun as 5th. But I'm really thinking about going with Hellish Rebuke or Armor of Agathus. Hmm. They both sound like very fun things. I'm glad I picked a fighter, because I don't have to do anything no, just, hit things. just hit more. That's right. And hit more. <laughs> hit harder. Hit more. You soften them up, we knock them down. So, now, this podcast is coming out on the 18th, I think we said? So no, this one's coming out on the 11th. The 11th. This one's the 11th? Yes. Oh, wow. Well, so, I think it's okay to say that we have seen Game of Thrones. We're all happy with it. Yes. I am very excited about next year, though I hate waiting a whole year. That Possibly really a year and a half. I, I got up this morning, and I looked at my phone, and I thought, oh, I forgot to watch Game of Thrones last night. And then I realized, oh, wait, Game of Thrones is over for a year. Mm-hmm. That really made me day. sad. That yeah. really made me sad. Yeah. And I see that they, they really made a point to really just end on that high note of um, the long-awaited incest scene. Yes. I mean, I saw that that was their, that was their goal, is they want to leave that... It's been a couple years, hasn't it, since we had some incest? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Oh, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I mean, it's it gets weird. a little overdue. So, now, if you're a true nerd, if you're a true nerd, you knew what that dragon, the, the undead dragon was, right? It's a, it's a Draco Lich. Okay, right? now, we, now, we need to talk about this. I don't, know, I don't know what that is. It seems to me that an ice dragon... It blows ice, and it makes a wall no, 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 that's no, no, made no. of ice Let, bigger? Wait, what do you mean you don't know Dracolich? You played Dungeons & Dragons. I, it's in your monster levels, manual, for God's sake. I didn't sakes. see it. I saw a white dragon that blows ice. You know, I'm going to give you I'm gonna give you a pass only because... Because you were mean to me when we were tri- 15. Because you just <laughs> got into <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. Go. But any nerd knows that that was a Dracolich. Pure and simple. Okay. That's right. So you can lure this over other people. <laughs> I will all day at work. I'll, that's all I'll talk about. And hopefully you won't get punched in the face. <laughs> I just know that Jon Snow had sex with his aunt. Um, yeah, basically that's... Yes, well, yeah, that's, that's, well, because you know, her older of, brother yeah, her of, older brother is the person who impregnated I, Jon's mom. I, I kind of wonder what goes through George R.R. R. Martin's mind. I, mean, exactly. I try really not weird. to venture into his Very mind. Very weird. But I also got to see Defenders. Finally, got the. Did you nice. really? Okay, loved it. Oh, really good. I loved it. Oh, Danny, cry baby, cry! I stick a finger in your and eye. I'm looking forward. <laughs> yeah, and it, I like it how it leads into the next Daredevil season three, which I I don't know. So I I read Daredevil way in the past, and so I'm really excited about the next yeah. uh, story arc that's coming out. Mm-hmm. And of course, Stranger Things will be coming out in October. Right near Halloween. It's so sick. Oh, what? You, you don't oh, like it? What? 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 What were we talking about? You what don't was like that it? Face? I was it's thinking so about good. Jessica Jones, and then someone said something about you Stranger Things. You don't like Stranger Things. Oh, my God. No. What happened to your you're, life in the 80s? You're the only person. You're probably the, yeah, only, the only person. person you are the only person. Like yeah. Stephen King You might have to see a therapist and see if there's a root to Steven this. Spielberg okay, listeners, if you don't like Stranger Things and you want to. Start a club with Paul. Yes. What's Email, that, what's that like movie Cascadia with the kids under the Gmail. house and the pirates? Um, Goonies. You don't. You, <laughs> what's that? Uh, blah. Oh my, oh my god. Well, anyway, you suck. So with that, I think <laughs> we should start going into our 
our next interview, our first interview. I think. What, what do you guys think? You think we should go ahead with uh, David Gerard because yeah, we he's should. doing the Kickstarter? Definitely. So, by the way, it is Tyler Sigmund's Crows coming soon to Kickstarter. So, with that, let's hear what David has to say. Hey geeks, this is Blue Samurai here with Joe, and we've got uh, David Gerard here, who is kind of like the I don't know Steve Martin at uh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, he's, right. Like, shown up so many times, <laughs> we've actually given him a T-shirt, and we're making him like yeah. a co-host. Yeah, I'm basically a co-host at this point. <laughs> uh, David, I ran into you uh, several times, but the last time I ran into you was at Gen Con, yeah. and you were on fire. Thank you, thank you. Selling it, and now you tell me you've got a new game. Out, yeah, uh, coming out, and it's Tyler Sigmund's Crows. Absolutely. So tell us about because I think when we put this out, we're it's going to be just before you kickstart this, yeah, or just the start of it. So tell, yeah. So right now, um, you know, we're looking at uh, probably about three or four weeks from now. Like uh, we'll put it on Kickstarter, be like end of September kind of thing. And um, so Crows is a tile placement game where you are playing a hermit wizard that's in an area where all the crows are going through a once in a lifetime moment where they're giving off mana. And so all the crows, I mean, all the wizards are going there. That would be a to, murder of crows, right? Hold up, hold up. We'll get to oh, the murder. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you don't right. want to start with murder unless That's you're right. playing Clue, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. So uh, so you get, you, you try to bring all the crows to you at once, and then if you get too many crows, then it creates a murder, right? Okay. And then they all, then they, they disperse and then they flock around. So basically what you do in the game is on your turn, you put a tile into play, and you try to basically get, uh, you try to set up an orthogonal lane mm-hmm. where you get all of them to come to you. And then, of course, you can, if you come behind your opponent, they've already placed their uh, their totem down to see where the crows are going to go. You can try to block them, try to get some of their crows to, to go to you instead. So it's a little bit of like a uh, little bit of not really like like what do you call that? That where you where you get people? They call it like, work placement? No, where you like uh, Jiminy's take that. Take that. I couldn't think of the word take okay. that. Yeah, so a little bit a little bit of take that, but not directly. Uh, not, you're not destroying people's resources. You're mostly you're mostly just like siphoning points off of them. Okay. Yes. Yeah. What's the connection with Tyler Sigmund? Oh, yeah, so Tyler Sigmund, uh, you know, I just happened to be in the room at the time that he was talking about how his game wasn't uh, pub- publicized right. uh, or it wasn't in publication anymore. And Tyler Sigmund was the guy who created Darkest Dungeon on uh, Steam um, and Steam PC, uh, PSN, and now iPad just came out on iPad. Uh, Darkest Dungeon is an unbelievable game. The guy's incredibly nice and a really good game designer, so it's been awesome kind of working with him for this. And so, now, I think you have an, also an artist, right? Yeah. Um, and that is Justin, can you remember his last name? Yeah, Justin Hillgrove. Justin. Uh, his art is just gorgeous. I mean, uh, just seeing uh, By the Order of the Queen, Yeah. Uh, that just came out. Also, great job on fulfillment and thank everything. You. you guys were just, your communication was great. Yeah, thank you. Which, um, I know sometimes I say that to companies who do a good job, and they're yeah. just like, well, yeah. yeah. That's how you should do it. And I'm like, well, yep. right. yeah, it's like, um, but, you know, the, the whole common sense isn't always common. And, yeah, and I find that yeah. that's one of the weakest areas of um, some Kickstarter companies. But Absolutely. yours was great. I mean, I followed you from you know the, the day of that Kickstarter, you know, watching it hit its goals and everything to, yeah, to yeah. getting released. It was great communication. So great job on that. But the art is gorgeous. I mean, yeah. so. And I think I was, I was telling you before the podcast, I was just walking through downtown Bothell yeah. with my wife 
on our date. We're like, let's just walk around and see what things. Are. And sure enough, we're looking in the window of one of the little buildings. We're like, I know that art. Yeah. Sure enough, it's a bunch of his art just on display yeah. in downtown Bothell. Yeah, no, absolutely. Justin kind of, um, I think he's in about, I think he's locally, I think he's around seven or eight like stores slash galleries. Um, and then also I know that he's connected with some uh, Canadian gallery guy now that apparently has like 70 galleries all over the world. Wow, yeah, so and awesome. so yeah, he's, he's kind of, he's been doing art for about 13 years. He's, he does very well for himself. And I've all, and I'm always, you know, as his buddy, I've always been kind of like, hey, you should get in there. Also, uh, I kind of feel like he's also exploding if he hasn't already exploded. But like, if he's ex- he's ex- he's already exploded, let me put it that way. And then he's exploding again. Is my point because of all just his art is just so accessible, so great and unique. Yeah, and very unique, very high caliber, very high quality. And on top of that, he's very quick. So in a, in a normal uh, time period of like, let's say a quarter, he'll make probably eight to twelve paintings in that quarter. Wow! And then you know sell all that to all the people that uh, that are his, his fans, right? So he does really well. So when you when you start this Kickstarter, do you have what do you have in mind for stretch goals and uh, little knickknacks for people that yeah. invest in your game? Yeah. So for crows, we want to do so we don't want to do something we didn't do before. So we've had this will be our third game, mm-hmm. and we want to actually create like a separate deluxe version. And what we're going to do with that Ooh. is we're going to do. Uh, like coins, we're gonna make like a coin set that will have crow symbols on them, and they'll have like crows and those crow, little, little birch skulls and stuff like that. Uh, Justin's already drawn them out, and we're gonna make like this little twenty dollars pack that basically comes with those uh, coins. And we're trying to figure out other ways to make that twenty dollars like more of value because twenty dollars for coins is probably about right um, as far as value goes. But we want to try to figure out a way we can kind of sneak some other cool things in there. Um, we've got really cool stretch goals coming in for sure, um, and the reason why we're not just like gonna include it from the start is definitely we have some things that. We want to do a stretch goals that will cost us more money. Yeah. We would like right. to do them. And if we hit so much uh, sales, then we're okay with just kind of throwing it in. We're talking about stuff like spot gloss. Um, so it's a cartridge. That's expensive. It is expensive. The thing is, is per per sheet, right? We've got we've got eight sheets plus we've got the box. So per sheet, it's it's expensive. Like that probably is going to cost increase the cost of the games. MSRP by about five to six dollars if we do it. Whoa! Um, yeah, so I, and it, see, and I, I just yeah. look at that stuff. And I'm like, this is cool. I don't even think about like, yeah. like that that business aspect and yeah. the, the budgeting part. Yeah. So we kind of, I mean, a good example of that is that Mario um, the Queen was going to be a fifty to fifty five dollar game. After all the stretch goals that we've added to it, it became a $65 game. And in fact, it actually should have been a $75 game. Wow. But we didn't think that a $75 game for a like a co-op game um, that wasn't uh, Terraforming Mars, because that game's amazing. Um, really you know, exciting. Exactly, right? So um, so I, I kind of feel like Terraforming Mars is like that, that echelon of like, you know, $75 cooperative game that, you know, is, is, is worth its value, right? So I just didn't feel that, that Bite of the Queen was at that level. So that's why we set it up selling it for $65. But yeah, so yeah, for, for Crows, to answer your question, um, we do have a lot of things we want to do. The deluxe version is one of them. Uh, the spot UV is something we really want to do because we want to do spot UV on the actual tile. So imagine Carcassonne, but with like spot UV on the tiles themselves. Okay. So the, yeah, the spot UV is so cool. It, it's like it's not just because when I first before I played my first game with it, it's not just like oh cool, it's smooth and it's shiny. Yeah, it's like 3D. Like it yeah. gives this it like highlights. extra dimension. Yeah, and so absolutely. It's it's just so cool how how that works with yeah. with seeing that and it really does it really does just add this extra like immersion yeah, into the absolutely. game when when playing it yeah and the thing is too it was was with crows Justin's doing an art scheme for crows where it's just black white and red for everything everything so even our logo that normally has a green color on it, it just is 
it's just white, so we didn't we didn't add a color. That's really cool. So the cool. whole box outside, the, the rules, everything, will just be black, white, and red. And then the individual players will have a, a, a different color. But what we're going to do for the spot UV is we'll make the red, like, spot UV. Oh, that's so yeah, cool. Yeah, so everything will, like, look that like it's on so fire, awesome. right? Because it's supposed to be, like, this obsidian waste area of our world that we created. It's supposed to be, like, this just wasteland. So, so yeah, I love cool. it. And so, cool. so, David, you, how well did you do at Gen Con on your uh, biorhythmic? We point. sold about what we thought we would. Of course, you always show up with like sure. a lofty goal. Right. Um, but the, the big thing for us is, uh, and we sold a good amount. We, we definitely, uh, you know, not a lot of companies get to go to Gen Con and then say that we made money at Gen sure. Con, right? And we made money at Gen Con 100%. Um, you know, we're a four-person team, so it's not really hard for us to make money. Sure. Because we don't have a lot of people on the payroll, so to speak. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it helps to have relatives close by, too. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was talking about before. Yeah, I have, a, I have a brother-in-law that just happens to live like an hour away. And you're inviting him over to Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> again, right? Yeah, absolutely. You can right. drive. He can drive over. Extra turkey for yeah, you. No, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No, the guy's incredibly nice. Does he know he's going to have to store uh, this new game that you got? Yeah, I haven't told you're gonna him yet. You're going to break it to him at Thanksgiving yeah, dinner, yeah. right? How's your garage I'm, looking? Yeah, exactly. I basically have I have uh, definitely coveted well, his uh, garage space. I know, well, I noticed you were, like, just pushing both games. And, yeah. And, like, people were looking at your, your crow display there. So now that you've got this 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 uh, Tyler Sippins Crows going, yeah. right? Yep. You're about ready to kickstart it. Where are you at at your fourth game? So oh, yeah, you must so. have, is your wheels are spinning? What's wait, going on? So here, wait, wait, hold up. We have our fourth game and our fifth game and our sixth game and our seventh game already locked down. Like we really? Can you give us a spoiler? So oh, hold up, hold up. Oh. So our fourth game, we had a fifth, we had a fourth and fifth game. Okay. And then all the way home to Gen Con, I threw out an idea to Justin, and then he modified my theme, and it became a game that we're like, now that's going to be an hour fourth game. So we're going to sneak this one in because it's so good. It's such a great idea. So in this okay. game, yes, I can spoil uh-huh. it. Yes. So I can spoil it. Okay. I can spoil, I can spoil four, five, and six. So right. four, number four is a game where everybody's going to be playing in a uh, world where everybody, imagine like a hill giant uh-huh. that's uh-huh. as big as a hill, okay? Okay. And you live on that hill, and that giant is like migrating, and you're trying to like keep a homestead on that thing. So imagine like people traveling west, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Back in the day of America, yeah, right? Right. So, but instead of traveling west like on a stagecoach, you're like traveling west on the top of a hill giant, and try oh. not not to make it angry oh. by building <laughs> and like living there because he can smack you down. Right. It's like right. alternate yeah. history, right? Yeah. Except, <laughs> yeah, right? except with. Giants. It's like yeah, 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 yeah. it's, a, it's yeah. like your headlights. But it, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, actually, that's actually part of the thing that's we were great. talking about. So we wanted, but of course, with Justin's um, art style, it's uh-huh. going to be really great that way. So okay, so that's the fourth one. So then um, our our fifth and sixth one are kind of jockeying for position. We've got an asymmetrical two player game where one person plays the hacker and the other person plays the agent on the field. And you are trying to break out of a of a um, kind of like Terminator style world where there's like robots that like take you out, and um, and so of course I you know all my games are family friendly, so I can't sure. have you like killing like guards. Right. So we made everything robots because mm-hmm. you can just you know you can beat yeah. up robots all day, right. all day long, right? Yeah. yeah. And then our our next game after that, uh, oh I don't want to fully get into it, but basically oh, okay. Okay, okay. I can't drop the theme fully, but. Um, uh, it's a imagine a Euro style worker placement game okay. mm-hmm. with a deck building component, mm-hmm. but instead of like buying because you know in, in Dominion you buy a card you put it in your deck right? right most deck builders you buy a card you put it in your deck so in this game mm-hmm. you buy a card you put it in your opponent's deck and then you fish the card out of their hand 
when they get it back. So you like mm-hmm. you have to wait for the right you strike and then you pull and then you get points for that. I am sold already. Yeah, like, it's I good. Love it I'm actually like, excited about that one. Like, hey, it's like this. Except here's yeah, the twist. I yeah, love stuff like that. Yeah. And you honestly, you had me at worker placement. Yeah, wow. right. Yeah, right. For real. <laughs> know, well, David, uh, yeah. I'm glad you are doing well again. Sure. Yeah. Please remember us when you're big and you're yeah. in this huge company. <laughs> yeah, right. Remember us, little guys. Yes, exactly. So I'm be- still a little guy for be- a long time. Before we go, though, let the listeners know how we how they get a hold of you. Yeah. Um, all your twitters and all that stuff what, yeah. what is all that yeah absolutely so you can follow us on twitter the the company is just all one word junk spirit games you know at symbol junk spirit games mm-hmm. and then you can follow me um, i'm uh, d-a-g-e-r-r it's like the word dagger but spelled mm-hmm. incorrectly um, and that's basically my name and uh, then you can also just obviously find us on facebook at junkspiritgames.com i mean sorry i'm junk spirit games on facebook and then of course i have a website called junkspiritgames.com well, David, thanks a lot for being on the show. I wish you all the luck, yeah. and uh, I think we're going to get you on the air probably again for your uh, your fifth and sixth one and your yeah. fourth one. Ah, so, all right. Hilarious. Take care. Awesome. This episode has been brought to you by Vern and Wells, an all-inclusive, members-only social club for geek professionals in the style of Victorian parlors of old, a space for this new breed of geek. Visit us at www.vnw.com. Dot club Vernon Wells Imperium in Imperio. Now to our show. Wow, that was such a great interview with David Gerard. Uh, the games he's been putting out is really good. Like uh, we've mentioned in an earlier podcast, uh, by the Order of the Queen, which mm-hmm. is gorgeous art, and they're all anamorphs. It's just, it's really great. And then he's got the game coming to Kickstarter soon, which he has the art up on his website at um, jungspiritgames.com. And for Tyler Sigmund's Crows, really cool. I got the original printing of this that has a different artist, so I'm really excited to see what the... uh, I'm not even going to call it a reprint, but this the new edition of this right. game's going to look like. And then, I mean, David Gerard's just super nice. He's great. He's been on fire. What a nice guy. I mean... Totally nice. I mean, the guy, he, he actually recognizes us, too. And, <laughs> and I think maybe he listens to our podcast. He might. Just, and he's got our t-shirt, by the way. Excellent. Now, now I'll know how to identify That's him. right. He, I felt be really... The one. I think I saw him washing his car with our t-shirt, actually. <laughs> uh, I felt really honored. I walked by him at PAX, and he was like, hey, and he remembered me, and I was like, oh, I'm remembered. <laughs> so I feel like I got a small legacy when I die, even if one guy remembers me. I know. I came up to him. I gave him a hug. I said, hey, David, how's it going? He says, hey, you, um, can you, like, not touch me? <laughs> he, he said, hey, Steve. You have to stop I touching love David. people. I love David. Yeah. Does your parole officer know how much you love him? Well, you know what? I think we should talk about something else. So, um... <laughs> well, how about we talk to Tim Morgan from Around the Table Game Pub in Let's Linwood. talk to Tim. By the way, our new segment called... Get to know your game store. Yep, I think it's great to talk to Tim. It is, especially since we're sitting there right now. That's right. Oh, uh, that's right. Thank you to Around the and, Table Games for yeah, sponsoring. Yeah, so maybe get another beer. And Games Plus, by the way, that that had us last week for something else. But yes. But all right, let's go hear what Tim has to say. Hey, Blue Samurai here, and welcome to the segment Get to Know Your Game Store. And we are here with my good fellow podcasters, of course. Joe, the Costasaurus, and on my right is... Paul. And of course, we're here at Around the Table Games with our good friend Tim Morgan. How's it going, Tim? It's going great. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Well, you have allowed us to come here multiple times, and of course we have D&D night, except for tonight... Um, it got canceled. Oh, yes. It got canceled. So I drove all the way from JBLM for 
well, almost no reason, but the fact that I'm interviewing <laughs> you makes it all the reason for me to be here. And Steve, for the people that don't live around here, what is JBLM? That's Joint Base Lewis McCord. Okay. So, yes. Which is quite the drive. My temporary home. Yeah, that is that is way down there in the south end of Tacoma, mm-hmm. and we are way up here in Linwood, Washington. So like an hour and a half away? You are. Yeah. In fact, you're right next to uh, Everett Community... Not Everett. Edmonds, Edmonds Community <laughs> College. Sorry, I came from Everett Community College. ECC. Fighting ECC. Trojans. Go Trojans. Um, but you're kind of a staple here. And every time mm-hmm. I come here, and I come here mostly on Monday nights, this place is filled. Um, every night, this place <laughs> is filled. Monday night's the slow night. Really? really? Wow. Yeah. wow. Yeah. Okay. You're doing well. Yeah, that's awesome. Thing. So, Tim, you've been on this show before, mm-hmm. but it was under the OrcaCon pod podcast. And, of course, we didn't have an RSS feed, so not many people know or remember that episode. So That's probably for the best. Pro- probably for the best. <laughs> so, Tim, how did you get into this, and uh, what, what started you down this? Got, how did I get into this? Yes. Uh, I got into this a couple of years ago, uh, 1980. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> wow. That goes way back. Uh, okay. my, my grandmother gave me a copy of Dungeons & Dragons for Christmas. Wow. And mm-hmm. I immediately threw it in the closet and forgot about it. Until that summer, my parents made me clean out the closet, and I found it, and fell in love with it, and I've been gaming ever since. Fantastic. So you started with the old AD&D, yeah, right? The old oh, blue actually, book. Base- oh. It was basic, so it was right. the blue book, right. D&D. Keep, Keep on the Borderlands, I think, was the first uh, module? Yes. <laughs> All right. Now, before you... No, I think no? it was Enter the Unknown. Oh. Well... If you're listening, Google that. <laughs> See who's right. <laughs> I bet you it's Tim. So, Tim, before you got this game store, though, didn't you work in another game store yes. beforehand? So, yeah, in 1990, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was hired at Gary's Games and Hobbies Okay. And down in Seattle and managed that for 20-some years uh, before Gary retired, and I opened up this place... Three and a half years ago, so was, you, was that 2014? So you bought his place? Uh, no, no, no. He retired. He retired and just did a regular, you know, kind of going out of business sale. Okay. okay. And did you? How did you? Did you just buy all of his inventory, or did no. you just start fresh, no, new, and just everything? started fresh and new? Yeah, it was it was more cost effective for us just to start over. Yeah. And that wasn't scary for you? I'm gonna uh, it was. <laughs> it was extremely scary. <laughs> Um, but uh, my partner Nick, who mm-hmm. knows a lot about beer, and I realized that you know mm-hmm. uh, uh, what we really needed was table space. Bars need table space. Right. Yeah. Gamers need table space. And you throw the two of those together, they share the same table space, and well, I think it, that, it all works well. That, that's the magic combination, I think. And uh, one thing that I have noticed, and I think all of us here, Joe and Paul, and mm-hmm. we've been here for a while, is that. It's kind of a new phenomenon in the last ten years yeah. of combining tabletop game store and and beer and coffee or whatever. Yeah, and ice cream and cheese sticks. I mean, does they, and you guys make. I, I'm kind of a beer snob. You guys make really good beer choices. <laughs> oh yeah, and that's that's wonderful. And it's constantly yeah. rotating, and that's what I love. My favorite thing is just trying new stuff. Uh-huh. So every time I feel like I come in, there's new stuff. I was in here with. Um, my brother like a week or so ago and I was just like hey can I try the orange stout and then he tried it <laughs> he got something else but then he went back and was like yeah I'm going to go get that I mean yeah. just the things like that I'm like dude this is really cool and so there's there's just always the cool new things that you can't just like hey I'm going to go to Freddy's and go find this and uh, so I think that's yeah. really awesome Yeah. so what got, what got your idea of, of combining the two or was it you ran into another store and it was going on 
Um, I mean, I'd, we'd heard of some of the, the, the like, the Toronto uh, Snakes and Lattes that mm-hmm. was doing that kind of thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it was really just this realization. Uh, he worked at a, another bar, uh, Chuck's Hop okay. Shop, down on 85th, and right there by Gary's. Okay. And so we would hang out a lot. Just this idea of combining the table space for the two businesses, of, you know. A, and did, a, you, did you start off that way, combining the two? Right off yeah, the bat? Yeah, right off okay. the bat. Yeah. So, so you had to go through the rigmarole <laughs> of getting... A liquor license, probably, yeah. and all that yeah. kind of stuff, right? Liquor license, health department. Uh, yeah, because you also serve fruits. That's, that's yep. more um, mm-hmm. bureaucrats. And you have to serve. Sorry. You have no, to. Okay. You have to serve food to get a restaurant liquor license, which yeah, is wow. what you need to be to be all ages. Uh-huh. And so it's right. it's complicated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. So um, what uh, did you have to take out a loan and all that kind of stuff and? So help, well, I mean, uh, we didn't we didn't deal with any bank loans, but oh, there okay. there are, there are some family members out cool. there. Who okay, we know the mafia. A lot, yeah, a lot of money. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> awesome, you don't have to pay massive amount of interests to them. Yeah, that's great. So how many years now? Maybe been Three and a half. Store? Of this store, of this store. Yep. Yep. I think it's going well so and, far. Uh, right. You know, we're we're starting to pay back those investors, so that's good. That's good. Cool. They're happy about that. No yeah. kneecaps. No kneecaps. Yeah. No kneecaps. <laughs> no bite in the curb. <laughs> so, if you had to guess, how many unique titles do you have here? That is a very good question. I would have to guess. I haven't run yeah. that. <laughs> I haven't run that report. Um, I'm gonna say probably about fifteen hundred. Wow, that yeah. is a lot. It's new, new and used because we and also used. do yeah. used games. Yeah. So what I really like about what you've done is you allow a lot of indie stuff in here, and sometimes indiv- local individual developers. Uh, Alex Jarabic is one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and then you Nick Sabicki. Yeah, Nick Sabicki. Um, yeah. So, so tell me about that. Why? Why? Uh, why take the risk with these local guys? Uh, thank you, by well, the way. But yeah. what, no, I mean, you just have a soft heart with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Are you well, a bad business person? No, I'm just going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's no. It's all about supporting the community mm-hmm. and being here for those indie creators. Uh, right. We also host the. Um, Oh, my mind is going blank. The Northwest Playtest Group. Oh, uh-huh. that's right. And so okay. they come here with their prototype mm-hmm. games and and give them a try. And uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the you've, we've seen a lot of those games show up on Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, we figure that anything that we ourselves personally are passionate about, or any mm-hmm. games that the community is passionate about, are going to sell themselves. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. it's it's an easy decision to bring those in. And that makes awesome. it cool. And it makes it cool because yeah. like, you, you can go buy. You know, I love Flux. You can mm-hmm. you, you can buy that anywhere. Yep. right. Including here, but you can go <laughs> anywhere else and buy it as well. Right. And you're not going to find these cool little indie games yeah. everywhere. Right. And I think I know a lot of times when we're, we're doing these interviews, we're just talking yeah. on the side. Joe Joe talks about a board game he's done. I haven't even heard of. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can find them right here. In fact, there might be some that Joe had seen that's here right sure now. There, right? I, I, have, I have a Kickstarter addiction. And so mm-hmm. I like, I'm always on KickTrack, which mm-hmm. is a website that just monitors all of that. And I have it set by newest. So then I can always see what there is right when it comes and early bird it if need to. Well, or if of, need be. of and course so, there's a website that monitors that. Yeah, that just, like, just like Camel, Camel, Camel monitors. Um, like Amazon and things like that will send you notifications when it hits an all-time low on prices and things like that. Wow. So that's how I shop, for the record. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I... But... But then there's then there's other times where I, like, for instance, I came here, 
and was like, oh, is that Century Spice Road? This is sold <laughs> yeah. out everywhere else. <laughs> right. And Tim's like, well, got lots of copies, and I ended up getting one of those. And so, I mean, there's just, I mean, mm-hmm. just looking from here, he has Yokohama up there. He has Near and Far. I mean, Red Raven right there, which is a great game, and so it's... It's a wonderful game, yeah. It's it, just awesome to see you, those things I, that were just recently on Kickstarter not too long ago. Right, and you've got a lot... Tell us about the... You also have a lot of older games I, I've seen back there, and I know Barry's <laughs> bought a bunch of stuff back <laughs> there. Yeah. Well, you know... You know, I told you I got started back in the 80s, and right. so I love all of those classic games, and I'm a huge collector, uh, especially role-playing games. Um, so I just, I mean, what's the point of having a game store if you can't be doing the part of gaming that you right. love yeah. in it too, right? So, uh, yeah, I, we, we buy games, uh, we sell games, mm-hmm. uh, we even go through them and make sure they're complete. Cool. So uh, can which you, is pretty labor-intensive. Can but, you get online? Is there a... Can we find these online as well? Not, so, not quite yet. Not quite yet. We have mm-hmm. a we have a regular Facebook group, which is just round the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But we have we also have our a Facebook group called Round the Around the Table Collectors, okay. and so we post pictures of all the new things that we put on the shelf, so that they're they're ready to. They've been counted. They're mm-hmm. ready to, yes. ready for sale. It's amazing. Because we, we play D&D in your back room over there, and that's where you keep some of the stuff. <laughs> the, the sort of in-process, uh, well, waiting-to-be-processed yeah. well, game. Like, ooh. <laughs> well, yeah, well, during <laughs> the pause that. of the game, I'm like, oh, hey, this is kind of neat, yeah. you know? <laughs> Sales are made uh, during D&D. <laughs> right. But when they're I, not threatening to avalanche on the table. Right. right. <laughs> and I have noticed that I see you a lot at cons. Tell us about mm-hmm. that. And for a game store, it just... Tim, you, you, it seems like all you do is work. Yeah. You have no time off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tell us about that aspect of it, because sometimes I've heard talk to some game stores where if they didn't do the con stuff, they, they are not making as much money as that they thought they would. Well, you know, I don't know how other people view the cons, but mm-hmm. my idea, my, my the way I look at cons mm-hmm. is that you've got five or six hundred of your target audience uh-huh. there at the convention. Right. You know, you know that most of them are local. You know that they all love games. Right. You know that they're all people who should be our customers. Yes. Right. So my point is, is that I, a nice way of saying nerds and geeks. Well, yeah. I'm, How <laughs> dare you? No, sorry, go ahead. So um, my thing is, is that even if we sold no games whatsoever at, mm-hmm. at the convention, I'd yeah. go anyway because right. I yeah. want to try to sell myself, sell my store to mm-hmm. all those people. Um, so my, my game plan going into it is to, yeah, bring all the hot new releases because that's what people are excited about. Sure. Uh, but then also bring kind of a microcosm of the store with me. Mm-hmm. Bring, um, bring some cool stuff, bring some weird stuff, bring some new stuff, bring used and just kind of give people an idea of what they could expect if they walked through the door. Cool. Well, and it, you have such, oh, sorry, you have such a... It seems like such just an open-door policy of like, hey, if you have a game that you think I should sell here, talk to me. Yeah. Because I remember just this last year at OrcaCon, I saw this person who brought, like, ten copies of a game that he... <laughs> Like printed himself, and he created and worked so hard on. He's like, yeah, I wish I could sell these. It's, it's right behind you on the yeah. shelf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, was, I remember, and I said, hey, well, around the tables here, and I said, and I was just like, talk to them. They're pretty awesome people. And then I kid you not, like five hours later, I go back in the hall, and there it is. You're selling it. I was just like, wow, what a turnaround. And it was just really cool to see that. And what game is that? That is Hard Two. Hard Two. Okay. Wow. It's, the simplicity of checkers, the complexity of chess. Very it's cool. a it's a neat little mm-hmm. four player abstract strategy game. Okay. Well, I, what I also like is you have an amazing games library here, and you could you could just come in here, pick up a game, 
play a game. Yep. And of course, the hope is while you're playing the game, you're going to drink some beer, get some cheese sticks. But the, thing, <laughs> but the fact is, you, you built this clientele um, of folks, and you made, you kind of built a community here. That, that so was our goal. Amazing. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. And, oh, and by the way, thank you so much, Tim, because you when we did uh, Navy Game Day, oh yeah, um, yeah, our game you, you borrowed half of our game. I library. did. I yeah. actually borrowed your entire game library. But thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, the game libraries work. The game libraries work so well. Um, a lot of times, I remember it's like. When going to comic shops, I remember there was those comic shops who were like, ah, can't read them. Sorry, you'd have to buy them for us, right? But then I remember going to the comic shop. It was um, Gabby's Olympics Comics and Cards. And I was looking at it. She's like, hey, if you just want to read it, sit down and just read it. I was like, what? Okay. And guess what? I walked out with like $100 of comics, right? And so that whole try before you buy thing is, you know, I came in here, actually tried Century Road. It's like, got to buy this. And so it's, it's a good way to do that and just... I mean, it, well, it sells itself. And you can just walk over there, too, and you see a copy of, like, Splendor, and the, the box is falling apart, and, and it's taped together and everything, and you know that this is a popular game. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. everybody has played the <laughs> right. game. Very well loved. <laughs> I really should swap it out. But. <laughs> so this, uh, this episode may came, come up uh, before Dragonflight or a little after, and I know we, we all know you're going to be at Dragonflight. Yep. What other cons are you going to be at for the, the remainder of the year and um, beyond? Well, so we'll be at OrcaCon. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Um, And at the moment, those are the only two conventions on our schedule. Okay. Um, There's a little thing uh, here in Edmonds. Well, Mm -hmm. uh, down in Edmonds, there's a little quarterly uh, game sale. It's not really a convention, but it's just like a gamer swap Mm -hmm. meet. Okay. And so we'll be doing that one right around thing, right around um, Halloween. Okay. Uh, well, I imagine not, not sure the exact date yet. I imagine it's a lot of work doing these these cons and everything. It is. So. You got to uh, load up the car and schlep everything around. Sure. I well, love so, <laughs> so tell me, when I come into when someone comes into your game store, what, what are they going to see? And tell me about you. Say there's things going on. Every week, do you have like a theme per day, or uh, yeah? So we've got some sort of events going on okay. every day of the week. So you know, Monday night uh, is uh, cooperative games. Uh, see that every other week is Eldritch Horror, which they're setting up right behind right. us right now. Uh, mm-hmm. The other weeks is just a random uh, cooperative game. Okay. Uh, there's also uh, Magic Commander that's getting set up over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's Monday. Those are the those are the scheduled events on Monday. And then of course there's table right. space for anyone to come down and play. Also, Tuesday nights is our Star Wars Destiny and Pokemon leagues. And then we also have a board game night with uh, Brian and Rebecca. They come in and just break out a popular game. Oh, I'm sorry. Who's Brian? In? Uh, Monday night is also Pacific Northwest Board Game League. Oh, okay. okay. And so that group coordinates with a bunch of different stores in the area. And they pick three games a season, and then play those, and then we host the the finals, uh, and right. give out prizes, and have a lot of fun, and make a whole day out of it. Cool. Now, you also have an occasional silent game night. We do Friday, uh, <laughs> one Friday a month. I think it's the third Friday of every month. Okay. Silent mm-hmm. game night. You got this bad boy out for that, right? Happy yeah, salmon. Happy salmon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good silent game, right? It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's for all people who are hearing impaired or deaf oh, or who cool. just want to practice their sign language. Right. That is awesome. 
Um, we do we do a family game night for LGBTQT plus folks on last Thursday afternoons. Mm-hmm. I think. Cool. Um, I think I think those are our. Well, what, what I love about this place, you see everyone here. You have yeah. young, old, uh, and you're very open, and that, that's fantastic. The, the other thing you have, you've got a little game room in the back. Uh, for listeners out there that are thinking about starting their own, maybe D&D campaigns, or how do you reserve that? How do you do that? Just call it? You, gotta uh, you just secret you just, handshake? No, you just call us and say that you want to use it, but it's pretty much booked. Yeah. So any anytime right. you'd ex- you'd want to use it, it's booked. Steve, uh, it's, Steve, Steve's rebelling because D and D got canceled tonight. And now he's going to start his own. Day. It, it is mad. it is open right now. <laughs> yeah, it is open right now. <laughs> but uh, it no, it is still open for reservations weekday afternoons, okay. weekdays before five. Uh, if there's anybody out there who doesn't have to work on a weekday, well, uh, I. I know, just, and can get a group together. Well, I love your store. I love what you're doing. It's gorgeous. And you, you even re- recently remodeled. We did remodel back mm-hmm. in February. We mm-hmm. put in all new shelves. Uh, it, we, this, uh, our location used to be a blockbuster. Okay. Back, back when okay. Okay. video rentals were a thing. Yep. Uh, and so we, uh, we inherited all of their shelves. Nice. And Joe, Joe, people used to go to a store, and they would look at the movies they wanted to watch. They came in little boxes. Like yes. Google? Yes. Like Google, but in person. <laughs> Yeah, in physical form, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Oh, like, and then they just play it on their iPod, Uh-oh. right? Yes, they just plug it I, in their iPod. I, I'm being called away for okay. a second. Okay. Can I do that real quick? Yes, you do can. That. Yes, you can. So I will uh, t- we'll pause this. Tim, to save the day. Get to play games. Okay, okay well, we're back now. Um, sorry for the weird, awkward pause, but Tim was called away by a customer, and how dare he leave our <laughs> podcast interview for that. Um, but, of course, Tim, being the great person he is, he's like, yes, I'll come over and help. Because that's how Tim is, which you'll know that's when right. you come in. That's why we love Tim. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely a rule always to greet, greet new people yes. when they come in, make sure they can find everything, that's right. help so. them out if they want to be helped, but, you know, give them space if they don't. I've, I've always felt welcome, and any new people I bring in, they're always, usually when I say, hey, where do you want to go play mm-hmm. today? A lot of times they're just, like, around the table. I, Yes. I think what makes you successful, Tim, is the fact that you know customer service. You're a business person yeah. and a gamer, which is hard to find because some game stores it's <laughs> ran by just a gamer, and then they go to business uh-huh. or just a business dude and doesn't understand anything, and they go out of business. Yeah. So you're you're the healthy combination of both. You have an 18 charisma in my book. <laughs> <laughs> combination of both. That's awesome. You like that? That was good. You should take good. this Thank piece you. of that podcast and save it in your phone. So yeah. whenever you're having a hard day, just be like, tell That's yourself, right. I am a healthy combination of both. Right. I am a healthy combination of both. Well, I think I'm going to take that. You have a 18 charisma in my book. I'm just going to turn that into my <laughs> ringtone. You, yeah. you have an 18 you charisma. Oh, hello. Thanks for calling around the table. So we're, we're almost towards the end here. But, uh, before we go, um, do you guys have anything else? Um, no, I honestly just love, on, the big thing is I love that you sell used games. I don't know many other yeah. game stores that sell used games. I can't even imagine how many games I've already sold you, um, which every single time I'm like, store credit, please. Um, and then at the same time, so if you want to share with our listeners, um, what's the how's the game uh, used board games work for people who want to sell them? Uh, yeah, if you want to sell them, uh, so uh, you bring them on in. We take a look at them, uh, figure out what we're going to sell them for, and then offer you half that price in cash or check if it's a lot of money, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. or uh, two thirds of that in store credit. You're so, cool. not going to find a better deal anywhere yeah. for sure. It's, it's amazing. 
Please, please don't take them to half price books. <laughs> no, you're gonna yeah, get like fifty cents <laughs> no, for pay anything at all anyway. And right. I'm not even over exaggerating, you will literally get like fifty cents for a board game. Yeah. And I have to say I look forward to coming here all week. Monday night is my Friday night. Yes. We play D and D, we come here and I look mm-hmm. forward to it all week. Yes. <laughs> but Tim, how do people get a hold of you? Let's get your address out here. We know you're in Linwood. All right, so we are in Linwood. We're on 196th Street mm-hmm. at the intersection of 76th. Okay. Um, so 7600, 196th Street. That's and the so west the, side of 99. That is the west <laughs> of 99, yes. Right no on the Edmonds border. We're <laughs> um, in a little strip mall with a subway and a little Caesars. It's it's easy to find. And you have Facebooks and Twitters and all we that, too? We have Facebooks and Twitters. So... A little bit of trivia here. When we first opened, we were round the table, apostrophe R, right, round the table, right, and round table pizza took issue with that. Wow, and those a holes. Yeah, we got cease and desist letters because wow. they're doing so well. Lawyers, yes. yeah, yeah they're, they're all over. <laughs> the they're place. everywhere. Yes. Yeah. So we, we changed our name <laughs> mm-hmm. to to placate them to around the table with an A, but. Social media is still a little confused about right. which, which, whether we're around the table or around the table. So, search for both. I can never remember which is which. And I know you're on the Twitters. I think it's just simply <laughs> at. I think it's RTT Game Pub. Yes. On okay. Twitter it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. For around the table. For, and Facebook yeah. is around the table. Around the table. So, uh, listeners out there, if you want a pizza. Please contact. <laughs> Please come here because there's a little Caesars two doors down. That's you can right. order sitting right here. That's yeah. right. Um, we have a phone number. Yes, go ahead. Um, I've heard of those. Can I remember it? I think it is 425-582-2745. But have you, tr- right. have you tried to find out what that spells? I haven't. You, you, you know, should. It might be really cool. Like It might be like... You know, big game. Yeah. I had a friend who his real number could break it down into very sexy. V-R-Y. (laughs) Sexy. Never changed his number. Yeah. Well, then. um, With that. The website website is both RTT Game Pub and ATT Game Pub. Okay. We have both. Nice. Fantastic. Well, thanks a lot, Tim. Thank you so much. Thank you. For being on this interview. Appreciate it. And with that, catch you later. Catch you later. This part of the podcast is brought to you by Games and Gizmos. Games and Gizmos is your friendly local game store with a great selection and a welcoming community. Come to Games and Gizmos in Kirkland, Washington. Now back to the show. You know, we love Tim. Tim lets us come here and play D&D every Monday night, mm-hmm. and uh, which is just so great. And lets us drink his beer when well, we pay. He, he does let us pay when for we pay. Beer, yes. And yeah. he buys all my used games that I want to sell and gives me an amazing deal on store credit. Well, that's very so nice. I can buy more games. And the great thing is, Tim helps out indie developers. He does. Yeah. Pretty he really cool. does. He sponsor, sponsors them. Um, he lets this um, place be used for Playtest Northwest. Um, I'll look at I'll look at Playtest Northwest, and they always tend to have like a little boom around the table that they do their events here too. So I think that's great. That's why I think it's very important for all of us to support our local game store and buy from them. Yes. And speaking of local game stores, yes, uh, Blue Samurai was recently at Games Plus talking to Doug and Kelly. Yes, about I was. Mountains of Madness. That's right, which we oh, played, yeah. which we also played at Dragonflight. What a great time. Well, what a, well, what a fun game. You never know what you're going to be doing. It's really fun. And those guys are doing great with our little segment called Geek's Tabletop Game Review. Yes. So, let, so Paul, that's great. We should listen to him. Good idea. Hey, everyone. 
again here with another Geeks Tabletop Game Review. And I'm joined with... As always, Kelly. Sometimes always. Sometimes always. <laughs> uh, today we're going to review Mountains of Madness. Oh my god, I'm so hyped. This game, we played it uh, at Dragonflight, and we had an amazing time with it. It was it was yelling back and forth. It was absolutely ridiculous. I'm, I'm pretty sure at one point, I had my back to the table... Still, Paul couldn't talk, and Steve couldn't look at his cards, and Doug was ten feet away from the table. And we were all trying to figure out how we're going to overcome the challenge of this location, and it was came to the point where people were just, all right, play cards now, and then we'll just go from there. So it is, it is definitely filled with madness, as its title explains. So this is a game. It's from uh, Rob Daviel, who also did Risk Legacy and Pandemic Legacy. All of those kinds of games. So he is well known, definitely, for making good games. Yeah, there's really actually my game. Uh, <laughs> the artist uh, is Miguel Coimbra. He has a lot of titles under his name. Most significantly is all of the Seven Wonders artwork in and expansions and the base game. And all the promos. And yeah. Tiny Epic Quests. Well, yeah, most recently Tiny Epic Quests, yeah. which also has great artwork. So there's some big names on this box. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's published by Yellow Games, and they've got a lot of great games out, and this definitely adds to that roster. Absolutely. I'm really happy with them as a company. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this is a co-op game for three to five players. It is strictly co-op. It is strictly co-op, yes. There is no co-op up to the point where one person becomes Completely the betrayer, like another no, one of those games. It's it's a fight against yourself and a fight against the board the entire way. Definitely. Uh, it's plays in about 60 minutes. I don't think that changes with the number of players because no. we're all going towards the same goal. You could extend it a little bit based on what's happening in the game. How much deliberation you have between rounds. Yeah, definitely. There wasn't much for us because we were almost always ascending towards okay. the city. The second game we played with Steve, we kind of we spent more time giggling in between rounds and trying to figure out the people's madness and how we're going to work with them before turning over the next tile. So I yeah. guess that, if you're strategizing that way, it could extend the time. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, and it is for players 14 and up, which I think we talked about this earlier. That's about the right age for this. Yeah. Um, anything younger that, and unless you know that they are good at gaming and good at cooperative, and it's definitely teamwork. Um, as I said earlier, like we had people who weren't at the table that had to communicate to the table. It's very much communication and cooperation. Kind of some self-control and making sure that we're playing the game and not just laughing at whatever's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Steve and I broke down giggling at one point. Yeah, there were there were definitely a few <laughs> rounds where we're trying to figure things out, and Kelly is just laughing to herself, trying to not to laugh as she's dealing with her madness card. So yeah. So this game is actually really simple. Uh, each round, whoever is the leader of the expedition for that round chooses where to move the plane, and you move to uh, an adjacent tile. And you'll take the tile in front of you, and simultaneously you'll flip the tile and flip over this little sand timer that we have. And so you'll have 30 seconds to deliberate amongst your teammates and play equipment cards from your hand in order to meet challenges on this card. Now to meet a challenge, you'll have to play uh, 
certain equipment from your hand. There's crates, weapons, tools, and books. Uh, and they all range from values in from two to six. So a card will say um, they get more difficult moving inland uh, as you explore towards the city that you're trying to... Um, you, you play archaeologist. Yeah, you pretty much play a scientist trying to explore the city that you found in the Antarctic. Yeah. And so there's there's a different regions that you're trying to overcome challenges at the coast, the mountain, as you're trying to get closer to the city and eventually escape on your plane. Yeah. So tile is usually um, two to three requirements, such as uh, those one I'm looking at here says seven to nine crates and eight to ten tools. Uh, you have until the timer runs out to get all of your stuff on the sled that you need from your backpack or the cards in your hand. Yeah, and the, and the great thing about this is whenever someone plays a card onto the sled, all talking ceases. And so if yeah. anyone breaks that silence, you'll lose these leadership tokens that are really nice clay poker chips, um, and that kind of hastens the end of the game because once you run out of these leadership tokens, basically the entire group has gone mad from... Uh, being so close to the city. Yeah, um, and leadership tokens are definitely important. Uh, they allow you to reshuffle the deck. Uh, and so when you run out of leadership tokens, you run out of cards. Uh, and then you can't complete these. Reshuffle this equipment deck. Yes, that will, equipment. That will need to overcome these challenges. And that, that is also a limiting factor because when you shuffle the deck, you'll remove one of those leadership tokens from the game. Permanently. So, permanently, yes. Rather and, than accidentally losing it because you talked. Yeah. And there's, you can spend them during the different phases of the game, uh, during the encounter phase when you're talking amongst yourself at the same time it runs out. The leader has the option to spend a leadership token just discarding it to gain another 30 seconds of deliberation. Yeah. So that's always great. So uh, these encounters that you have, these tiles as you move inland, uh, you will either succeed or fail. Uh, and if you make one success, like if you actually get seven to nine crates, uh, you will get the success um, reward of the tile. Uh, for example, this one says you get to heal, or you get to search, or you'll get specimen A versus specimen D, and various other things. Um, if you fail uh, one or both of these things, you will have to, as leader, either assign a madness, uh, roll the dice. It's just those two. It's yeah. just assign the man. Someone gets a madness card. Or you roll, roll the die. Uh, and you start off pretty simple with the madness cards. You get uh, level one madness cards, uh, which are, I've pulled out a few of my favorite ones here. Uh, you have to high five all of the other players before you can look at your cards. Uh, there might be something under the table, so you have to check under the table before you can start uh, playing cards. Uh, you can't use your thumbs for holding or playing any So these definitely will change how people are playing the game. Yeah, uh, and they're definitely time sensitive. And when you're dealing with, you only have 60 seconds to make sure you get your card on the sled. 30 seconds. 30 yeah. seconds to get your card on the sled. This becomes relatively important. Like, um, I have to raise my hand and wait till someone calls on me before speaking. So if I'm trying to say, I have three uh, tools and two books and five weapons, I have to wait for someone to call on me before I can share that information. Which starts being a hindrance. Uh, and even if you succeed uh, on the coast with both of them, and you're actually working very well as a team, the specimens and such that you start picking up will start sending you insane anyway. Yeah, definitely. Picking up picking up uh, specimens cause you to go insane and will prohibit you from sending leadership tokens during different phases of the round if you're the leader. In addition to having to deal with running around the table. Yeah, definitely. They're 
the running around the table one was was great for Steve because he's just running, and we had like two six foot tables right next to each other, so it's so this long twelve foot table that he's having to walk around and make sure that he can get his cards to us in time. And then I'm chasing him down because I have to shake his hand before I can start doing anything else. Mm-hmm. And Doug's still standing ten feet away laughing. Yeah, this is it's great. So, Madness cards, they go up in pretty much, not really difficulty, but more complex things that you have to do, so... Time-consuming. Uh, or... Uh, I think, like, one of the level three says you will only speak if someone addresses you as your character's name. Oh, yeah, character's name. That, um, one's, that one, one was pretty good. One of them says, uh, you're going... Uh, this, as soon as someone mentions a specific word such as crates or tools... Uh, you have to scream at the top of your lungs and then stay silent or giggle the entire rest of the time until the timer runs out. Yeah. Um, so they become more hindering. Mm-hmm. They hinder you more. Yeah, and definitely the, the encounter tiles get that way as you get closer towards the city because on your character card, it has the different colors and symbols for uh, the equipments that you have. Which match the deck which match what's in the deck and on the cards, but as you get higher, like on this tile, these books are green. And which, that weapon is definitely blue. And then, yeah, and so typically books are blue on the cards and weapons are green on the cards. So it kind of messes you in that direction. Especially and when you can't look at the table. Okay, yeah. You're 10 feet away and all you can see is the color. Mm-hmm. That will definitely mess you up. And that's one of the things I like about this game. It's, it's as you get kind of a feel for the game it kind of throws this curveball at you that you have to deal with as you get towards the end of the game it's constantly changing itself Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what i like uh things we didn't like about this game uh not really that we didn't like but uh things that we run into worth noting you will definitely need a big play space for this not that you need a big table you'll need space around it like we were talking about moving around the table Having to walk around it, uh, having stand to feet stand 10 feet away. Uh, yelling at the top of your lungs is not fun in a small space. Oh, yeah, definitely not that great. That kind of stuff. The things we liked about it, the madness cards definitely add things to the game that changes the way it plays. Typically, the Cthulhu Mythos games, like Arkham Horror and Mansions of Madness, they don't typically, going insane doesn't typically affect how you play the game. Yeah, it doesn't affect gameplay at all in the fact that your character might go insane. Oh. And have to go to a different location for a certain amount of time. Yeah, I like that the madness cards change how you have to act in the game. Yeah. And it is... It actually affect play. Going insane doesn't affect play. Mm-hmm. Um, and it... I like it. It is great. Definitely would recommend this game to people looking for a different type of party game. Oh, yeah, absolutely, game. party game. Definitely party game. I know we're still having also a little... Also, the, the hard thinkers, the, pu- the puzzlers, mm-hmm. um, would probably like this, too. Maybe, I mean, not if you're... Um, it, it's definitely a relaxed puzzle. Yes, definitely. Because I know there were times when we weren't really caring. Oh, we have to play these cards now. Go for it. And then... We're just hoping that we get it right. Yeah. Um... Yeah, definitely the second game, we're like, we got this, and, like, we focused, and, like, the first, like, four activities, we're like, we got this, we got this, and then we started going crazy, and we're like, okay, whatever, uh, Steve, we can't hear what Steve's saying, because he's pouring his mouth in it, or whatever, and Doug's far away, and has to do all the math yeah. over there, and... Mm-hmm. And there's not really... There's only one way to lose 
is that they lose all the leadership tokens, but there's a scale for winning the game. Yes. Because you have to balance the injuries that you uh, incur from failures versus the relics and specimens and things, other things that you acquire during the game. Yeah. So you could have way more relics than injuries and come out on top because the papers that you publish from this stuff that you found uh, increases your reputation in the academic community, things like that. So that's that's really nice. Uh, but I definitely think this is going to be a game that will end up on my shelf. Probably, yeah. Yeah. If not just the demo copy at the store, but I will have my own personal copy as well. Yeah, that's good. Thanks for tuning in to our game review of Mounds of Madness. You can definitely pick that up here in the store. We've got a few copies left over from Dragonflight, so come on in, pick it up. If you have any suggestions or want us to review a specific game, let us know, either on facebook.com slash geeksofcascadia or on our Facebook page uh, here at Games Plus, uh, facebook.com slash gamesplusWA. Thanks. Wow, that was an awesome review from Doug and Kelly. Uh, you know, I I used to think that the whole Cthulhu thing was overdone, and it is. But there's still those games that like jump out that I'm still just really want to jump in and play. And this one's been on my radar for a while. I like the concept of how you're literally laying the cards down like a mountain, you know, and uh-huh. and the different elements. I mean, I haven't played it yet, but I've been reading about oh. it, and so that's just that's awesome. The increasing madness factor. Well, it's yeah. just it's, it's terrifying and fun at the same time. What am I going to have to do next if I get a new madness card? Oh yeah, like, it's uh, like teaching, running around the table <laughs> like the card I had. Yes, standing ten feet away when you're unable to look at the table. <laughs> what a crazy game! But uh, what I loved about the game was when you think you're losing, you're still winning. I I, I don't know what the I deal don't know is. how much winning we did. <laughs> Well, we know. made it, right? It didn't, like, didn't feel like winning. It just felt like getting I, more and more I, mad. I guess with a game like that, as long as you had fun, right? We had fun. We, bl- right. we, we blundered to the end. We, we did. <laughs> we did. Well, I think we're almost towards the end of our show. In fact, Paul has been throughout the entire podcast still trying to pick which spell. It's going to be Armor of Agathis. You gonna go with that? Oh, you know, I'm a, I'm a squishy. See, you know what's and great? <laughs> at six level, because we're both at six level, is I just get to pick what attribute I'm gonna plus up by two points. Wow, I don't even get that. I think I'm gonna go with strength. Okay. Because I like bashing things. Okay. So I pick a fighter. I like it when you bash things. Steve, smash! Is that you? That you is me. Soften man. them up, and the squishies I like come it. in. I, I like it simple. I like it simple. Well, guys, I think that's about it for a show. Um, actually, we should talk about how they can get a hold of us, and they should rate us, right? They should rate us on things like Facebook. You can yes. do it on our Facebook page. You can do that at iTunes, sure, iTunes. and subscribe too, so you yes. don't even have to look for our I'm, podcast. I'm sure you It'll can do go it. right to your device. You can do it on Stitcher. Right. You can at least access our podcast on Board Game Geek, which is awesome. And if you hate us, you can still give us five stars five and stars say you hate and us. say how horrible we are. That's right. That's fine. Each star represents a punch to our nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. And if you want to just send us a personal note, you can email us at geeksofcascadia at gmail.com. And our Twitter is simply at, I believe, just at Geeks of Cascadia. Mm-hmm. But I think that is it for our podcast. Embrace the nerd. And I hope you make that saving throw.
listening to the Geeks of Cascadia podcast, featuring Steve Hobbs, Paul Anderson, and Joe Costa. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. Geeky outtakes. Lovers. Okay, uh, I, uh, levels seem to be okay, so... You're hitting the red, dude. Good, we are hitting the red. I don't know if that's right. Well, I can always condense it. It's Wait, hold up. Is this someone else? On... Uh, oh, hi. I'm Joe, by the way. I'm, I'm also co-host okay, of awesome. the podcast. Okay, awesome. You never, met, you never met him? So, no. Oh, okay. I've been a different dude. You had to, like, you yeah. change it every Paul, week because no one can stand you with you or what? Yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> that's probably it. There's okay. three of us. Yeah, okay, there's three of us. I just okay. didn't make it for that. Uh, yeah, the last ETX, yeah. yeah. 